Hi, this is Sean from Extra Star Wars. Oh. And you're listening to the Scarif Scuttlebutt. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. As a resident of the state of Illinois, I must inform you that I am now recording all parties. <laughs> I consent to the one-party rule, sir. Yes. The one-party rule. Yes. All right. Here we go. Okay, gang, welcome to episode 177 of the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. You've tuned into the only podcast as obsessed with butts as you are. So tonight I've got a great bunch of guys who are no strangers to hoarding a few Star Wars items. You'll get to say hello to them in a few minutes, but I wanted to remind you guys last Saturday's Scare Live. I had an author, uh, author Stephen Kent, friend of the podcast on, and I posed a question to the chat for an opportunity to win a Hallmark Darth Vader Christmas ornament. I asked, back when Kenner sent out an early bird certificate for action figures, what four action figures were the first out of the gate? I will pick a winner, but you got to post the answer on the Twitter there and uh, use the hashtag early bird. With your answer, make sure that uh, obviously you tag us as well. This giveaway will be good until December 20th, so good luck, everyone. Okay, folks, it's time to start episode 177. In the far reaches of retail sales, a force exists that binds us and penetrates our wallets. We spend until our next paycheck. When we spend just a little more, the dark side tempts us to stop. Dark forces like feeding our family and paying the mortgage, but we prevail, we acquire, and we persevere. And tonight we are talking with some heroes of the Republic, Daniel Sparks and Paul from Paul's Collectibles. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, oh, doing I'm, great. I'm doing I'm doing great too, bro. <laughs> good to see you, man. Good to see you too. Daniel, how you doing? I'm doing good. I kind of felt a little alone there. You guys both wearing hats, so I figured I would just put mine on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There now you go. he's cool. Now he's cool. The background yeah. didn't quite do it. Now he's right. cool. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um welcome to the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast. I, I wanted to, you know, as a Star Wars fan, uh, I think um I always love talking with other Star Wars fans, obviously, uh, talking about the movies, talking about the shows. Uh, but one of the things that I really enjoy, uh, you know, when I when I do sit down with other Star Wars fans um, is talking about their collectibles. I know uh, for the most part, collectibles are very personal. There is so much out there to collect. Um, we each, uh, I guess all three of us have kind of like a, a little bit of a different um uh different jurisdiction when it comes to collecting uh paul obviously you've got the uh the wonderful wonderful helmets as we see behind you there uh daniel you've got some action figures and some you, you got uh, all sorts of stuff and um obviously you know we we uh we've been collecting for a long time um but uh you know this this episode 
Not that we have never talked about collectibles here, but Paul, you you were on the show before. We were talking about collectibles for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but it's uh, it's always new. Uh, things are changing. New things are coming out. A lot of people are uh, kind of rediscovering the uh, the art of collecting Star Wars. But I wanted to get your two cents and uh, really dive deep into uh, not only why we collect. But uh, really, uh, you know, maybe some of our own personal takes on collecting. Um, I want to uh, I want to start out by asking uh, both you guys a question. Daniel, you can go first. Why is why is it that we collect? Well, um, it's it's interesting because it depends on when you started collecting. As far as I'm concerned, it was like, you know, when. When you're a child, when, you know, we were kids, you know, I was five when Star Wars came out. So, you know, these, the, these were toys that represented my childhood. So therefore when it like went over into my, into being an adult and having adult money and being right. able to buy, you know, and be able to, you know, be able to really get into it. Um, it became more, it became less of a toy as more as a, I don't know. Sometimes it was like a prize. I, I mean, back in the day when we, when we first, when, when power of the force two uh, line came out, it was, you know, Toys R Us's were still around. Walmart's were making drops at midnight and the toy runs were just probably what really just sucked me into this more than anything and it wasn't just the toy runs it was everybody that was doing it with you and you would see people that you know at you know you go to walmart or you go over here and you, you'd see the same people and you would actually kind of hey hook up with them and be able to you know network where the drops were going to happen when they were going to happen and what days they were going to happen because none of this was out on the internet i mean there was very very few websites or in the early days that really centered on collecting. I mean, I can name a couple, but, you know, but the, the, the point being is, is that there wasn't there, you know, the networking just locally and what we did. And we had, I was actually part of a collecting club here in, uh, in Houston. And, um, it, it, you know, we all got together and like, Hey, uh, did you get the removable helmet, uh, helmet Vader? And I'm like, no, man, he went, Oh, I was able to pick up two. And they were, they were short packed and we can get in the whole short pack thing. That's a, I don't even know. I mean, that's a completely different episode <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of Hasbro of short packing the figures back in the day, but anyway around it, but you would be able to trade with these guys in the clubs and everything. And then you would actually, they started up the, uh, the toy shows again. And, and then it, you know, it just kind of blew up from there. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the biggest reasons I love talking with collectors, um, especially, you know, older collectors like, like us, you know, we've, we've got a little bit of gray in our beards, of course. And, um, it's, it's interesting. I, I will, I, I am going to ask you guys as far as, um, collecting over the years, I'm going to ask you guys what you guys have noticed, um, as, as things change, as products change, as, uh, you know, our, our budgets changed, uh, Daniel, you, you mentioned adult money and, and that's, um, absolutely right when it comes to collecting. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, one of my questions later on is going to be, have we stopped, but I, I'm not sure if we've stopped. What are some of your earlier, uh, memories of, of collecting? Yeah, you know, so for me, I wouldn't even call it 
collecting per se, because when uh, Star Wars: A New Hope came out in the theaters, I was seven, so I'm, I'm about your your guys' age group. And for me, that was a life changing event when those stormtroopers busted onto the Tantive Four. I, you know, I was like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. And so to get that first group of Star Wars figures, either at Christmas or whatever, was just a way to continue back in the day before the internet and before HBO and then before cable. It was a way to continue to relive that experience. So it's more about getting the experience than it was collecting and then of course you know we all grow older and you know we get out of you know quote unquote collecting or picking up toys when we're kids and then uh we 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 get nostalgic or we get more experiences and we find out that some of those experiences in some form or fashion will actually relate to what we felt as a child about Star Wars, either because of what we've been through or what we've seen and what we've done. And you can continue to get a portion of that, but also satisfy a different portion of what you're looking for in your life by, as Daniel said, using that adult money to get some of the cooler stuff. So that that's kind of what it's meant to me, kind of in a nutshell, up until, you know, today, which, you know, in my 50s, so. Sure, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for calling it the Tantive and not the Tantive V. I know uh, Rural Farm Boy is going to get really upset at me. <laughs> that's uh, that's two, two guests that uh, have called it the Tantive and not the Tantive V. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Because I'm, I'm right, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, Rural. Um, anyways, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think collecting, um, collecting Star Wars, collecting anything is very personal. I think it's what we connect to. Um, you're absolutely right though. Um, as far as, uh, nostalgia comes into play, um, there are certain memories, there are certain elements or certain things that we go through in life that, uh, some of our collectibles kind of remind us of, of, of those chapters in our lives. Um, uh, Paul, you and I seem to be the same age. I was seven years old when that uh, Star Destroyer went overhead and it changed my life forever. I know it's cliche to say, and we've been saying it since day one, but, uh, you know, you can look at our backgrounds and and uh, and know it's true. Uh, this, you know, this movie, this franchise yeah. changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it, it is what it is. Agree. And I will. I, I love that you mentioned the background. Because I had a huge change of background in my life in 1990. I joined the military and became an entirely different person than I had been growing up. But I, be, I got an appreciation for military history, military memorabilia, and military artifacts. I've been to France and I've seen the World War II museums there from Normandy and all those things have affected me. And I'm not trying to make light of this, but my ability to kind of meld those two things together in as much as the Star Wars militaries, I've kind of made like a... I don't know, like a museum of like the grunts. If you look in the background here, of course, you can't see them on a audio podcast, but of the helmets of the grunts and things like that. It's kind of been my way to meld those two lives of those two human beings that I've been to kind of make them a part of my entire life. If it sounds kind of cheesy, but those two things, they come together like that. And that's why I've been so interested in collecting like the, the helmets and the prop replicas and stuff. That's funny because you remind me, and, and I I think I said this the last time you were on the show, you remind me of a character uh, from one of the Star Wars books, uh, Ransom Casterfo. Yeah, Casterfo. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Leah did not like him. I promise I am not that big of a, <laughs> I don't know the proper word here, but he was an inappropriate guy. Yeah, it's not like that though, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, walking into anybody's house and seeing, uh, you know, military uh, helmets, uh, you know, I've got Darth Vader uh, peering over my shoulder, as you can see, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, got a couple of Stormtrooper helmets myself. Um, but um, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's funny. Let me ask you guys this. Modern 
modern collectibles versus vintage. And like I said, there has been uh, there have been some changes in the action figures. Uh, some of the old Kenner action figures uh, versus a lot of the uh, Black Series action figures and even the smaller um, versions of those action figures nowadays have changed. Um, Daniel, let me ask you this. What uh, what have been some of the changes that you've noticed that you've either appreciated or or didn't like a change that was made in the action figures? What uh, what are your feelings on that? Okay, now I know when they first – when when we first started seeing the power of the force figures, you know, they had all the, uh, it, they were almost like ridiculous looking He-Man figures, the buff Luke, the buff, you know, it, it was, it was ridiculous. So they got away from that pretty quickly after, after probably, I think and there was a line there was, they were all red, red cards. And once they started into the green cards, they started, you know, toning down the characters a little bit. Um, but one of the, one of the things that I did appreciate was the packaging at the time and the packaging was it was it was different from what you know what we were brought up on with kids you know with you know the the entire vintage line and everything it was just it was much more colorful it was you know it made the card pop a lot and it had a glossy finish on it it was just really really nice and you know so you go through an entire line of figures and then all of a sudden they start getting into the bigger bubbled figures and and that happened approximately around attack of the clones era and the blue in the blue back carded uh, cards and then all of a sudden reinvented the sith and they just had big big bubble and I don't know what Hasbro was thinking about what what they were doing with that. I I know that it only lasted for a very 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 short time. I have a couple of those figures. I I don't display them, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean they're not bad figures. I mean I'm going to say you know quality figures are not bad figures. The packaging just sucks. <laughs> I mean it just <laughs> really sucks. Um, and but you know the. Um, you know, like going forward, you know, into the current lines and everything now that they're they've and I like it, but I don't like it. And I don't and I don't know where this feeling comes from as, as maybe a collector. I'm looking at vintage figures that I had when I was a kid, you know, carded figures. And then I look at the new figures and, and it's they're trying to replicate that with the newer with the newer card backs um with the vintage lines and things like that and there's it's not like you know you see it looks like the same card back except for the font at the top says book of boba fett or does it or it says ahsoka or it says those things there's something about the you know creativity and going into these cards it's like okay we're just going to stick with the vintage line that sold the best back in the you know in you know in the you know 70s 80s and you know in early 90s and we're going to stick with that and just be done with it because all the rest of the line all the rest of the ways we were doing you know in the car backs didn't work i don't think that's i don't think that's correct there's plenty of artists out there that, that probably do a much better job than just doing a print like they've done i mean i appreciate it to a certain degree and i would like like if they were to just do one line of figures that were just like like that and then the rest of the regular line of figures have different card backs and do like what they did with the power of the force and you do background different backgrounds and things like that um i would appreciate that more with with the you know a three three quarter inch line um now the black series line i don't know if you want to say you know well you'd want to do a separate thing on the black series line but um 
the original packaging on, you know, just my opinion real quick on the original, when the um, black series first coming out, just square box with the plastic face on it in the front. That's in my opinion, it, it, it was, it was a great design and they should have never done They should have never went away from it. Yeah. I'm going to ask you guys um, the evolution of that black series box, because now we've got uh, some action figures that don't even have a bubble. It's just a picture. Um, and I've got some strong opinions on that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it, but Paul, what, what about you? I know you're mostly a, a helmet collector, but um, I'm sure you've got opinions and I'm sure you've bought a couple of action figures. What are some of the notable changes that you've seen over the years when it comes to some of the vintage figures. And I know Daniel talked about some of the reissued vintage figures. They even, they even printed in damage to some of the uh, card backs to make it look like it was old. Uh, what, yeah. what do you, what do you think about all that stuff? Uh, so just to lead off, I, I only display helmets for the most part because you can't see the rest of my display room, but I, I have a few three and three quarter inch figures. And then I have some black figures or black series figures, excuse me, in shadow boxes. But I do collect actually the majority of my collection is actually the three and three quarter inch figures because helmets don't come out all that often and they don't take as much space. That being said, I got nothing but respect for Daniel, but I don't think he and I could disagree more on the vintage collection line because I think it's incredibly cool that they're taking those old cards from back in the day and they're putting the new style figures on there. And I love them, but I totally see Daniel's part. I ain't trying to start no fights here because, bro, I see it. Trust me. (laughs) But I love I love that they're doing that. And one of my favorite figures that's come out in recent years was that Walmart exclusive Stormtrooper, the new Rogue One that we got. But they I know, Daniel, it was a sacrilege. It was on that background picture of the stormtrooper from like 1978 i think so that's my main jam i actually love those now where i've had problems and daniel here's you where you and i agree and i see you have a lot of them because i i actually have a lot of them too the power of the force figures where here's where the problem comes in hasbro loses their way and they're trying to decide which market they're trying to well, market to. And mm-hmm. at that moment in time, they were trying to, you know, they were trying to get the kids still. And I get it. And they were trying to do that He-Man marketing. And, you know, consequently, Luke Skywalker looks like he's been doing some stuff and lifting weights and stuff. And they're very silly. Um, so where my where my dedication lies is in those three and three quarter inch action figures now that are just w- what I wish I had had when I was, uh, you know, seven years old. Um and so those are the ones I continue to pick you up, pick up. And and as you've mentioned, Ro, when we get to the Black Series figures, that's going to be a whole conversation because, wow. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Definitely. You know, the the um, the the concept of Star Wars action figure packaging, I think, is is an art form into itself. I think um, when it comes to identifying a toy line, I don't think anything says Star Wars action figures as much as that original Kenner uh, card with the, the the double white lines and the Star Wars logo. And I know, uh, you know, like I said, I know they've been trying to kind of replicate it and put the, the new shows on there. Um, but I think visually, you know, it's, it's almost like the Nike swish, you know, you catch a glimpse of that and your eye knows exactly what you're, you're holding, you know? Even from far away. Um, And I know that uh, the cards on some of the action figures have been redesigned 
the layout has been changed slightly. There's even some die cut action on some of the uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back anniversary boxes that are that are s- still kind of cool. Um, I'm looking at a couple of uh, bounty hunters that I have above here, and the corners are kind of die cut slightly off center, which uh, which are very you know it's, they're nice looking, but they still maintain that uh, that imperial. Um, you know, dark gray, uh, black and white, uh, you know, monotone kind of a feel to them with the silver, uh, or close to white star Wars logo, which I, which I happen to love. Um, I, unfortunately, uh, during the time of power of the force and the He-Man Luke Skywalker, that's, uh, that's kind of around the time that I stopped like really actively pursuing and collecting, uh, star Wars action figures. I didn't like the buff action figures that much um (laughs) and i think you know at that time what was it like the mid 90s i think i was i was still in you know i was in my latter college days and i had other expenses to to deal with so i think it was 95 at the end of 95 96 because that's when i met my wife and that's when i started collecting again oh nice yeah yeah. That's a great way of uh, remembering right. your anniversary, putting it, uh, putting it to Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> Daniel's smarter than everybody here. You're, that's a smart man right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask you guys this because I've noticed that uh, that my um, habits when it comes to acquiring new pieces really has changed. And obviously the same way that media has entered – um, you know, content for everyone. We've got streaming, movies, uh, big screen, small screen, different networks, all that stuff. I'm also kind of finding the same way, uh, the same thing is happening to where I get my collectibles. Uh, Paul, where where have you been getting your collectibles as of late? Okay, I, I, I just want to do a quick go back because I do remember you asking about what I assumed was the retro collection because you were talking about the stuff on the edge of the card. I won't get into it for a really long time, but I, I don't like it. Do figures or don't do figures. Don't don't try to juke me with some fake <laughs> vintage stuff, okay? I bought a couple to begin with, and I'm like, uh, no, we're not doing this anymore. But where I get my collectibles. So during the pandemic, I had fun using the excuse of getting out of the house because I live in Arizona. And we didn't do a lot of lockdowns here because, you know, it's basically the Wild West. So I could go to Target. I could go to Walmart. And I used that excuse to get out of the house and go search. But these days, for my helmets, it's – it's actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, it figures too. It's all online. I do all online stuff. Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, a Dorkside before they went out of business, a few Etsy shops and stuff like that. Because I've just – frankly, I've gotten tired of trying to find stuff in the stores. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, look at me, Ro. You can't see this in a in a in a visual or excuse me, an audio only chat. I got a gray beard. I don't want to be wandering around the toy store with kids' moms looking at me, going like, "What are you doing here?" You know, what a so, weirdo. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I send my wife out sometimes, and when she's shopping, she'll take pictures of what they got. But Ro, it's I want to say talk about 95 percent all online retailers. Convenience, ease. Uh, you know, sometimes I get stuff super early. Sometimes I get super stuff super late, which is hard for a YouTuber. But at the end of the day, that's where most of my stuff's coming from. That's funny. You know, I go to Target. I've got my Star Wars jacket on in the toy aisle. I own the damn thing. I, I'm, I'm owning my experience. Oh, I, 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 uh, <laughs> step it up, Paul. Step, for you, step it up, Paul. I am not that big a man. 
Yeah, I know. I'm so, you would think, big tough man. I'm embarrassed as heck. So, yeah, go ahead. You're a better man than me, bro. This is Sentry Mode. Okay, folks, you heard that jingle. It's time for Sentry Mode, our five-question Q&A. I bring a friend, I ask some questions, and we all have fun. So today, we've got Scott Rifen. What's up, Scott? What's happening, sir? Excellent. Good to see you here on the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast. I'm so glad that you allowed me to do this because I've been begging you to let me do this forever. <laughs> I've been begging and begging and begging, and now I'm here. Excellent. You are on the hot seat. And I had to pull out some of these questions because I know, you know, I, I teased our, our little recording a couple of days ago. I said the so-called Star Wars fan, but you are pretty much a Star Wars uh, aficionado. Um, you know a lot of stuff and you and I go back and forth on the Twitter there. And uh, we, uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, Star Wars collectors, we um, we operate in our own language. Um, a lot of times, you know, we, we have uh, little, you know, code words for certain things and and uh -huh. only only we know what we're talking about. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fantastic. And I hope you get all these. I'm, I'm sure oh, wow. you will. This will be a coded quiz. Wow. I'm not, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Before I was like, because I listened to the old, you know, the other ones and the sentry modes. I'm like, yes, I can do this. And now all of a sudden you're throwing me a wrinkle. Well, it, you know, it, it, it depends. I mean, if I know someone is uh, really versed in, in the lore, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, tap, <laughs> tap that knowledge. Oh, but, boy. But, uh, you know, these are sometimes the questions I, I curate um, are floating in my brain. Sometimes I have mm. to kind of like go out. Um, and it's funny, the, there's, there's a couple that I just did for, for you just now, just looking at a picture of Return of the Jedi, uh, some mm. behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, oh, I can ask him this. So, mm. uh, okay. are you, are you ready? Spontaneity. Yes. And you're, you're saying the questions float out there like a whale in hyperspace. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> okay. Don't get behind the tail, but here we go. <laughs> All right. This is uh, this should be. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a softball. So this one should okay. be relatively easy for you. You're gonna um, lull me. I think. Um, all right. So as you know, Return of the Jedi had a code name during production: Blue Harvest Horror Beyond Imagination. Yes. The standalone spinoff Rogue One also had a code name. What was it? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do you know that one? That's a th I, uh, uh, Oh, you're killing me. I thought it was a softball. Well, it, it should be because I've heard this. Yeah. And it's not in my brain right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right off the bat. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Um, I just watched the movie Oppenheimer last uh -huh. night. Mm -hmm. And uh, he set up shop somewhere yes. in the movie. Yeah, he set up shop at uh, in. Uh, oh God, I saw it Oppenheimer too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing when you're listening; it's really easy. Uh, when you're doing it, not so much. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, 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 oh God, I can't believe I'm exercising mental flatulence to this degree. You don't know the people I'm disappointing here. Oh no, including me. Yeah, I know. I know. This is awful. This is awful. Uh, I mean, I gave you a really good hint. 
Yeah, and I and it's just and even that is just not even there. And like I could talk about Oppenheimer for days because my son saw it like five times. Oh wow, nice. Uh, all right. Where did where did they set up shop? They set up in in that place. <laughs> in the place where they. I can't, I can't believe this is happening to me. Wow. Oh. I know right now people are listening to it, to to this episode and going, they're screaming. Yes. And they should be. (laughs) I should be flogged for this. I don't know why my brain is locking up. Oh, you ready? Yeah. Los Alamos. Ah! Ah. Well, you can tell this is going to be a good thing. This is why I bugged you so much to do this, because I want to show you how spectacularly I can flop. Oh, man. All right. (sighs) Well, you know what? I I said I was going to start easy. Maybe. (laughs) Did I start on question number five? I don't know. Let me switch this paper around. All right. You do what you got to do, man. Question number two. All right. While filming Return of the Jedi in the Northern California woods, what actor was in danger of potentially getting shot? Uh, I would say Peter Mayhew was probably in danger of getting shot. That's correct. Do you remember why? Well, because he's wearing fur. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like an animal. He's a Bigfoot. (laughs) He's Sasquatch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Imagine that. And he had to... Didn't he have to have like uh, guards uh, wearing vests? Uh, I was going to say, I think time? there's vests involved here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's too funny. All right. Well, you got that one. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Okay. This is going back to um, episode one, The Phantom Menace. While filming pod racers in Tunisia for episode one, what catastrophic thing happened overnight, which Lucas and crew interpreted as a good omen because it also happened decades earlier while shooting the original Star Wars? Uh, they had a, a, like a sandstorm. Yeah. Like That's a, right. Like a get, get in there, Annie. It's yeah. A, storms are coming. Um, yeah, they had, they had a massive one. Yeah. And, and they did have that on the first one too. Yeah. It destroyed uh, all the pod racers and... Um, most of them, and they had to uh, start from scratch and then get back on the horse. And I can't imagine that George ever at one point went, it's only money. <laughs> I yeah. can't ever imagine he ever said that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. All right, question number four. Mm. This crosses, uh, it crosses the stream, so here we go. Okay. What prop does Star Wars, the original Star Wars I'm talking about, what prop does Star Wars have in common with Superman? Prop? Hmm. Prop does Star Wars have in common with Superman? Are you talking about Superman the movie? Correct. The Donner Superman the movie? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Let's see. What prop would they have in common? And uh, you've... You've used one hint. You uh, you have two more left. Oh, do I? I have two hints? Well, let me throw a hint out there then, yeah. Um, the uh, prop can be found in Obi-Wan Kenobi's quarters, his uh, his homestead. Oh, then probably the chest 
that he pulls the uh, lightsaber out of. There you go. Is that it? Is that the chest? That is it. Okay. The uh, chest also appears in Superman, and it's the uh, where the kryptonite uh, yeah. necklace was was in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Very nice. That's, uh, don't op- don't go there. Don't open that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Question number five. This one is. Um, I'm gonna dare to say it's gonna be tough. Wait, are um, we already at five? We're already at five. See, oh, wow. time flies when you're uh, having fun. Jeez. Um, this one I actually had to look up myself, and I did not know it. Um, so I'm uh, I'm wondering if you know it. Mm. But here we go. An original draft of Star Wars, Luke had a sister not named Leia. What was the original name of Luke's sister in that draft? And this is actually, I don't think I ever knew this myself. So Mm. is it, is it in the, the JW Rensselaer comic? You know what? I can't remember because I've got the graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Uh, man. Because there's like, you know, there's like Deke and Wendy and right. well, those guys are in early drafts. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, and it's not like something ridiculous like Luna. Uh, I mean, it is. It it's is ridiculous. Kind of, it is kind of ridiculous. That's why I, I that's why I saved the hard one for last, Scott. <laughs> uh, boy, I just uh, I'll never do this again. I'll never be asked to do this again. Ah, I was so looking for, I've been like looking forward to this for weeks. And then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'll, I don't know that if you gave me an hour, I could sit and do this. I don't know that I'd probably, pull this probably not. Yeah. I do have a third hint, but I don't know if you could, I don't even know no, if you could come up with a hint for this. I, I can't. Cause again, yeah. I, I, I didn't know this. Um, Luke's sister's name was originally Nelith. N-E-L-L-I-T-H. I do not remember that from the Rensselaer thing. That's got to be yeah. from some other some other draft. Wow, I guess I got to go back and bone up on that. Uh, oh, what's the what's the twenty six hour audio book that I listened to? <laughs> the Secret History of Star Wars. Yeah. That what it's called. I do have a bonus question for you. Oh, good, good. In the Empire Strikes Back, what color was Hans Parka? Oh, that's a great question. It's brown. We all thought it was blue. Yes. We all thought it was blue. It's brown. Too funny. All of our yeah. toys were blue. All of our toys were blue. The uh, the, bl- the black and white promo pictures were seemed blue. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that sucker is brown all day, every day. That yeah. I know. Uh, I didn't know it till probably a few years ago. But sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just always blue. But yeah, it's brown. That's right. That's too funny. So that one I got. Thank goodness. Okay. Scott, thank you very much for <sighs> expressing interest in coming on and uh, getting uh, <laughs> getting quiz here on the Century Mode segment. It's been it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you for you. <laughs> Watching you squirm. Oh yeah, this is this was the worst. This is the worst Star Wars experience I've had in a few years, and I've been on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god, this is amazing, Scott. Thank you so much for joining. Where where can people find you on the internet to say hello there? Uh, don't look. Don't look for me. 
after this, don't look for me. Uh, you can find at Rifen, uh, R-Y-F-U-N, or my Star Wars story. Uh, either one of those. Because one day there will be another Star Wars story. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, yeah, I hope you had fun. And um, you got to come back. Uh, we got to do another longer format show. I love yes. talking to you. Yes, absolutely. We will definitely schedule that. Uh, just think of a topic, uh, message me, and uh, we'll make it happen. Sounds good to me. I'll do it. Excellent. Let's get back to the discussion here on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Woo! Daniel, what about you? Where are you getting your Star Wars stuff from? Uh, let's see. Well, every once in a while, I'll find something in stores. And one example of it was, I believe it was Target when they came out with the carbonized um, uh, Mandalorian figure when it first came out. Um, I actually found a couple of them there. It was really weird. But that, that's just rare. It's very rare. And I wasn't even in there for that. But I do... Um, I mean, I'm only two years younger than you guys, but um, I'm still going through the toy aisle. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm like, bro, dude, I'll have my 501st jacket on. I'll be walking down there. I'm just, you know, and I'm just owning it and I, I can't help it. And um, hey, uh, Daniel, the, uh, you know, two years younger than me and Roe still makes you old, dog. Just so you know. <laughs> I love it. I love you, bro. That's just- <laughs> I see. Uh, I see a uh, AARP uh, tote bag back there. Daniel. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the three of us are, at, uh, you know, Waffle House at six in the morning going, where's my discount? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or two, two in the afternoon for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Because we got to go to bed at four, Ro. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys have uh, Have you guys had any luck at thrift stores? You know, I, I'm. Oh no, yeah. I'm the only yeah, now thrift stores. Because um, I got every a, once. I I, 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 I I forgot what I just found. Of all places, it was like a Goodwill store or something like that. And it was it was some random piece that I don't remember what it was. No, I don't know what it was. It was the uh, these little uh, you can't see, obviously you can't see it, but Disney had a game that you would be able to play with these little figures. Oh yeah, um, I got tons of. And those. I forget, yeah, and the the thing is, is they had like a package of those in there, and I was able to pick up a Leia, a Han, a, you know, a Chewie or whatever. I just like think they're cool to display and everything, but um, but any other bigger stuff, you know, uh, I've I've heard people, uh, you know having you know being able to go to a thrift shop and find you know you know like legos and things like that i i haven't other than the, just the little little knickknack things i haven't been able to find anything i have had some amazing luck at thrift stores and my wife always is amazed at the stuff that i pick up um one of the latest things i picked up was um this uh, oh wow uh boba fett uh blaster oh, my God. Somebody, I don't remember this being retail as weathered the way it no. is. No, it is not. It's that's, orange and white custom. when it's weathered. Right. That's custom, yeah. man. And that's somebody yeah. painted that. Somebody yeah. loved that thing. So it, it looks so authentic and so real. Yeah. That um, I had to, uh, as I drove away, um, I had oh to make God, sure that awesome. it wasn't on my front seat because right. I didn't want to get stopped. 
because they get pulled over by the cops and dragged out at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really, yeah. I really have oh, had man. some amazing luck. I've, uh, I also found uh, two Black Series Stormtrooper helmets at thrift stores. Are you? Uh, sh- the white, Are you serious? White stormtrooper and then yeah. the dark, the dark uh, trooper helmet. The dark trooper. Oh my god! I tried to talk the guy down, but wow. you know th- there are certain thrift stores here in Chicago that if it's got a Star Wars logo on it, they hike up the price and and then they they won't sell it until they get that price. Um, unfortunately, I um, I said you know what I I can't walk away from these uh, these two helmets, so I bought those two helmets. And again, you know ships. Um, Daniel, I've got tons of those, um, figures that you just, uh, mentioned, um, mm-hmm. because they are kind of prolific at thrift stores. People, I think that game has been discontinued. So the base is, is always at a thrift store, but the action figures are pretty cool. Um, I got a couple of Darth Mauls and, and, and Obi-Wans and Ahsoka's and, and, uh, again, you know, just to display on your desk, they're, uh, they're pretty fantastic. Oh, I agree. And oh, and the and I believe I think it was uh, Disney Infinity or something like that. Anywhere around it, 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 it was a really cool game. Um, but the um, I, you know, you speak of thrift stores. I, I you know, I, of all things, you know, I, I don't really like think of like a Ross or a Marshalls or things like that as thrift stores. But I've I've been able to find a bunch of stuff there oh yeah at those absolutely. places yeah and at uh at significant discounts there was uh one thing i did walk away from and i know people give me a lot of crap for it is uh back in the day when um paul you might remember this um the black series first order tie fighter that you can put in your black series uh tie fighter pilot it was like huge. It was bigger than your head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is massive. I've seen a couple of guys that have that. Yeah. 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 Ross had it for 14 bucks and I passed on it. Okay. I don't even collect Black Series. I don't care anything about the ships. There, ah, yeah. there you go. There you go. <laughs> for those who can't see, Daniel's got one. That thing is an end table if you put a top on it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I passed on it because one of the things that, like, when I'm, you know, looking at collectibles, I'm like, where am I going to put this? Exactly. <laughs> you need a you need a three car garage to put that thing in there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Daniel, that is uh, beautiful. Obviously, I love. Of anything imperial, um, I I've got the smaller version. I can put like a little, uh, I can put a little culture on it and put my drink on. But um, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's so funny. So um, I mentioned a while ago that I kind of stopped collecting uh, action figures when the Power of the Force came out during the mid nineties. Um, have you guys been um, any sense of slowing down for you guys, Daniel? You want to go first on that? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I have become, obviously, I, I've become a little bit more selective. Now, when the Power of the Force line came out, I mean, you can see with, by the wall behind me, none of those figures are duplicates. So that's that's the oh. complete Power of the Force line. Wow. <laughs> um, and then on the top over here, I've got the complete um, uh, Episode 1 line, every single one of those figures. Uh, almost have all. I think I'm missing just a couple of of the uh, Attack of the Clones line. Those are not. Those are packaged up. Um, the um, 
I, what do you know I'd like to see come back? And it's very strange. On the top of my up, up here, I have the 12-inch figures that they came out with. Um, I, th they, they, I guess they started it early back around the Power of the Force line. I can't remember, but they um, – there Yeah, there were two versions. The, uh, the 19 – I think 1978 had a version and then 1996 had a it, version. Yeah, it's the it started in 96 mm -hmm. and then it went through all the way through um, at episode one and then you had to, um, you know, like – double packs and everything and then you had a full-size tauntaun yeah. i mean it was great yes 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 yes, yes. yeah name a collectible uh, someone will pull it out yes yes <laughs> yes yes um you know it seems kind of chintzy and everything i mean it was it was you know i remember because oh i mean heck i got a whole bunch of them but um and then of course i got adult money more I, adult money plus and then i got into sideshow stuff so um oh. the uh, yeah um that's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it starts getting and then it starts getting ridiculous but um i would i would say that am i slowing down am i slowing down on probably trying to be a quote-unquote completist as opposed to what i used to be i would say yes i i'm slowing down i'm becoming more selective with with some of the figures that i buy and and everything like that but the uh the black series is unfortunately a different story but um slowing down collecting in general no i'm, I'm probably unfortunately probably escalating it yeah, being a being a completionist <laughs> is uh, is dangerous work, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, Paul, what about you? I know you've got uh, a hell of a lot of uh, helmets back there. Um, <laughs> have you slowed down? I know last time you were here, you were telling us a story about uh, some uh, boxes that uh, came to the house, and your wife is like, "You've got a couple of boxes here in the garage." Um, <laughs> What's going on with that? <laughs> Bro, yeah, you know what? I, this is why I'm glad that you don't I you and I don't hang out a lot, Ro, because you got a good memory, by the way. That was amazing. Um, so here's the deal. Obviously I was a I was a kid up until about nineteen eighty one when I was eleven or twelve, and I was, you know, buying all the Star Wars and doing all the things. And then I'm just gonna throw this out there. I discovered Duran Duran, the bass guitar, and alcohol pretty much all at the same time, 1983, <laughs> 1984, and that was it. For toys, all my little brother, because I'm I'm number two of seven boys. So all my little brothers got all my stuff. No more collecting, no more Star Wars. I knew where I was going. And then in 1990, I joined the army, and then the world changes. And it's a uh, 1999. I'm still a Star Wars fan the whole time. I have no collectibles. I'm walking through a Target here in the states, and I see the Mace Windu figure. I'm a huge Sam Jackson fan before this. And I see it on the, you know, remember when they did Phantom Menace? Like there was just toys everywhere. You guys, I, I know you both remember that. Dude, and I, was I, like, I, I bought, I bought 10 Darth Mauls because I thought I was going to be able to sell them and then buy, put a down payment on my house. See, Ro, I would drive to Illinois right now and hug you because I feel you, dog. I feel you. That day, right? <laughs> so I'm actually with a girlfriend of mine at the time. I'm like 29 years old at this point or whatever. And I, and I get this thing. And I'm like, you know what? Let me, I got to get a Sam Jackson dressed as a Jedi. Give me a break, right? Here and there, I'm collecting Star Wars figures throughout that time. But it's still not that huge a deal. I'm picking them up on eBay here and there. I hadn't collected. They're going into plastic crates. And then the uh, pen, the, that which shall not be named hits in 2020, and we'll leave it at that. 
and I have plenty of time to sit around. And uh, I had bought, uh, actually, I got my first helmet as a gift from the guys that I supervised at work. And then, like I said, such and such hits. <laughs> and now I've got time on my hands. So I get into collecting and I get into helmets. So it's been, it's been like, wow. And then it's been like really low. And then it's been back up again. And I think I'm at a, on a scale of one to 10, as far as quitting or starting, I think I'm at about a seven right now. I've got it at a low burn. I'm picking up all the vintage collection figures that come out. I'm picking up a pretty good smattering of the Black Series helmets. Not going to lie. And every now I'm still looking at Etsy shops and, uh, you know, private vendors and these guys that uh, build them. So that's where I'm at. It's kind of a long answer to it's been up and it's been down, but I'm kind sure. of at a slow burn right now. Yeah, and um, I definitely have uh, cut back a little bit, but I'm like Daniel. I think I've been a little more selective. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the Empire, Darth Vader, uh, Stormtroopers, I mean, those are things that um, that I really love the look and feel of, mm -hmm. of those, of those um, action figures, those characters. I mean, Stormtroopers yeah. are just... Uh, freaking yeah. badass here, here goes to, yeah Daniel. i was gonna say we're, we're about to Daniel see something yeah. <laughs> oh yeah he's gonna bring you yeah, look at that what is oh dear god that's nice daniel yes. daniel just daniel. got up to yeah. go get a uh looks like a f uh mandalorian okay so Hold on, Ro. This is a first-order looking Mandalorian, high-sheen, gloss Mandalorian, like Boa Fett-type helmet that looks like it's a pretty sturdy plastic or metal. That thing is beautiful, Daniel. Uh, it's 3D printed. Oh, well, man, they did a good job on that. Very nice. No, yeah. I, did. I did a good I did this. You did that? Very, very nice. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. Jesus Christ, tell your wife she's out of here. I'm coming to marry you. <laughs> Look at, you know, in the visor on that thing, that was a good choice. It goes yeah. beautifully with those colors, with that reflective red. Holy goodness. What's your price, bro? Mail it to me. I got you. <laughs> He's got a space back there. But, you know, the, yeah, I, do. The, I, 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 was, I do have a question about 3, 3D printing that I'm going to um, ask you guys. But one of the things <clears> that um, – Another, um, I guess another stream of, of uh, products for me has been eBay. I've been able to find some really decently priced lightsabers, custom machined, um, other than, you know, other than somebody is selling their uh, Saber Forge uh, for cheap or whatever. But um, I've uh, amassed a nice collection of lightsabers from eBay. Um and some custom some custom helmets too. Mm -hmm. Um here's here's this, this <laughs> yes. one. Yes. Which yeah. is really cool. Awesome, man. That is That's nice, awesome. bro. Yeah. On, on yeah. eBay. I was able to get uh I, I see Paul behind you. I see a short uh short trooper, a s uh, scarf uh short trooper there. I was able to get one on eBay. This guy was making helmets and he said he had some extra parts and he put the helmet together and he sold it to me for pennies on the dollar bro i was so nice. lucky um and obviously i think uh the star wars gods were smiling on me because it's always sunny on scarif as you know <laughs> I was, I was able, to get one, able to get one of those um yeah. but yeah ebay um i don't 
I can't remember the last time I went to a retail store to pick something up at least uh, and pay full price. Um, there's so much out there that people either you know want to get rid of for various reasons and and donate or things that go on sale. Um, here's the thing too. I mean, a lot of people. Um, if you're on social media, you're going to hear every so often, you're going to hear the Star Wars is dead. None of the toys are selling, yada, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of a, a symptom of, uh, I guess, of the economy, not just with Star Wars, because, you know, toys in general aren't selling. Um, kids nowadays are not playing with action figures anymore. They've got uh, devices and software and other things that uh, preoccupy their, their imagination, which is kind of a shame because, you know, you, you grow up playing with this stuff and creating scenarios in your mind and, 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 and really, you know, doing some, some pretend play, um, which, uh, which I think is important. Um, but you know, all this, uh, all this stuff, uh, really, helps us collectors uh, not pay full price. So I, I'm glad you brought that up, Ro, really fast, because I, I'm, I'm sure at some point you're going to ask this question, so I'm going to jump in, because I have a daughter, and she's got 27 or 26 now, anyway. Um, her generation, my daughter's generation, if you guys have kids, I, you know this, they're the last ones to play with tactile toys, okay? Figures. Hers was Polly Pockets, if you guys remember. Oh my goodness, Polly Pockets. The generation after that, her friends are having kids, it's all screens. So yeah. I don't know how you're gonna work this into your podcast, bro, but <laughs> this stuff, this stuff right here, this is all for collectors now, for the, for the vast majority of it. There are some kids out there still, but toys in general, old school toys, cards, tactile figures, tactile stuff that you hold on things that you build with things that you make your own environments with this is us and our kids and i think after that i don't i don't know that it's around much you it's up to you guys what do you think yeah i, I would have to say yeah i mean even my son i mean my son just turned 19 and um he and I played with toys, but obviously because I'm the dad and I introduced my stuff to him but really it it really has been the screen for, for him, you know, it's, it's, uh, something that he wants to get into, uh, you know, game programming and computers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a shame. Daniel, where are you at on yeah. this, man? You got kids? What's up? Uh, well, I, well, I, I have two girls. Um, oh, God bless you. I only have one. I know what you're going through. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> Oh, no, no, maybe you don't. Maybe you do, maybe oh. you don't. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> uh, one of them's, thir my oldest is 35 and my uh, youngest is 25. Okay, I have no idea because uh, you had the 25 is about my age. The 35, yeah, my stepdaughter. Okay, yeah. But the whole point is, is that, you know, okay, so both of my daughters, you know, grew, you know, grew up playing, you know, the Polly Pockets and, you know, you know, and there was Barbies and, um, oh, I, oh, uh, the, the, the stupid little fairy that went up in the air when you spun yeah. it. I don't remember. Yeah. 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 You remember? yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, little little yeah. things like that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, uh, raising two girls and everything, you know, I, uh, I have slowly but surely seen my, um, my nieces, uh, which are my my youngest niece um she's going to be a um uh, uh next year she's going to be a freshman in high school but 
her growing her growing up was um, so much different than and and it was just you know in between what my daughter's what ten almost ten years older between the two and the thing is is that even between that little bit of ten years everything has gone back to you know here take the phone and the kid will play on the phone and mm-hmm. and everything and they. And it's like, okay, you know, here's a truck and the kid will, won't put the phone down. And I'm like, oh my God, it's our, it, they're already teenagers and they don't even realize it. And these are like infants that are doing these types of things. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right that, you know, slowly but surely the, you know, little plastic men are going to be for just, you know, us guys that are, <laughs> that actually, actually enjoy it. Yeah. I yeah. call it the, the the last of the tactile generation is what I call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's too funny. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have a deep topic, something that I'm sure we have some very strong opinions, windows versus windowless packaging. <laughs> let's get ready for this argument. All right. We'll be right back. And let's uh, let's say thank you to a couple of our patrons. We'll be right back. All right, folks, I wanted to take a little break and say thank you to all the patrons here at the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast. You all remind me to make sure that we spit out some good product here from topics to technical. We want to make sure that you are proud of us enough to attach your name to this show. First of all, our executor tier, Scott and Kim of the Use and Abuse Podcast, a proud member of the Red 5 family. Make sure to check them out. Visit them in the chat when they go live for fun and shenanigans. And speaking of shenanigans, another one Wonderful supporter Nicholas Schaefer, Mr. Backyard Tardis himself. Hey, he's got a channel, Adventures in Locksmithing, and if you think rekeying is all he does, well, you should watch a few of his videos and prepare yourself for the crazies. Right, and moving on to our garrison tier. Big thanks to the Frank, our resident Back to the Future expert. Log in and say hello. What's up, Frank? Melanie Marquita, big high five to you, my friend. One of my favorite collaborators. We got comics and cosmetics. Danny, her YouTube channel's got the latest nerd news and some awesome tips on comics and cosmetics. Go give her a sub. All right, big shout outs to Alex, the salty nerd himself. Nicole, peace, love, and all all fandoms and someone who brings joy to my timeline belinda so glad you're on this list i also want to give a special shout out to vader rapina and rennie and of course ollie and family thank you guys for your support Thank you, patrons and friends of the podcast. If you're interested in helping to keep the lights on here, get some exclusive Scare of Swag, stickers, and my periodic row rant episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. Okay, folks, thanks for staying with us. We are talking with Daniel and Paul, a little collecting, a little Star Wars collecting. And uh, before the break, I mentioned that we were going to talk about a certain topic. Um, Paul, I wanted to mention you had a post just recently on the Twitterverse. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm still calling it Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. It's stupid. 
Thank you, dog. Me too. It's Twitter. I don't care what Elon says. I love Elon. I don't care. It's still Twitter. <laughs> but um, you had uh, you had a uh, Star Wars action figure or something that you opened, and inside it looked like a mummy. It was yeah. wrapped and encased uh, in a, a, a sarcophagus-like. Uh, <laughs> I, I got, uh, what's, yeah. what's the scuttlebutt there? Well, I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't collect a whole lot of Black Series, but I'm as you have discussed, I'm a I'm a trooper fanatic. So when they get when they put out a good trooper figure, I got to pick it up. Very good example. Those 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi Stormtroopers, the six inch ones that they had on the cards. I don't even open them. I still ordered three because dog, that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And. It's going to be a video coming out of my channel here soon, but I'm doing the evolution of the Stormtrooper. Oh, phase 1 nice. Clone Trooper, Phase 2 Clone Trooper, Stormtrooper. Exactly right. And I needed a Phase 2 Clone Trooper. Conveniently, Hasbro had just announced one. I order it, I get it, and there's no window on the front of the box. And I'd heard what? about these. Yeah, I know, right? It's just a picture of the figure. Luckily, I ordered it from an online retailer because one of the problems that we're going to end up discussing is averted by this situation. But anyway, and I was a little shocked when I saw it because I had never gotten one of these plastic-free packaging figures. Normally, they have a window. You can see the figure inside. You guys know what I'm talking about. Nobody here is dumb. And I open it up, and I pull this thing out, and, dude, I grew up in the 70s. Old movies for us came from the 50s, and the first thing I think is, this figure's in a death shroud in here. It's like wrapped in weird plastic paper or something, and he's strapped to the box. And it legit freaked me out for a second. I'm like, what am I looking at? So I quick snapped a picture. It's not like, you know, you pull it out and you just undo the little twist ties. He's like, not just kind of row. He's like shrink wrapped in this weird plastic paper. And the first thing I thought of was Egyptian mummies and it was freaking me out. So I had to throw it on Twitter, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, you know, we, uh, we experienced the announcement. Uh, I think it was, was it, uh, it was it late last year or early this year regarding the windowless oh, packages. I want to think it was about 18 months ago. Larry, uh, Daniel, what do you think? Somewhere in there. Yeah, they, yeah. they actually they, they did a weird test market with those um, the Halloween figures. Do you yeah, remember those? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I actually have those, and they the Halloween figures are really cool and everything. I mean, we'll get into packaging here in a bit, but um, the um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I, the. Daniel say, ha ha. See, we know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> say, ha, ha, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, the um, it's uh, is it night? God, I don't remember the year that it came out. now. Yeah, we we understand that there's a, a lot of plastic in the sea, and the sea turtles are are are, are dying, and and the dolphins are choking, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's you know it's it's a nice notion. Let's get rid of the plastic out in the sea. But the one thing that I um that I will uh, say about collectors is. We don't throw out our package anyways. Okay, thank you. I was like, oh, this is the wrong group to focus on. Hello. I mean, you know, <laughs> Sorry, half, yeah. half the time, I mean, the packaging is artful to begin with. Um, I always I always bring out the, uh, the probe droid Black Series box, and it's, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Obviously, yeah. it's got a window. It is. You can mm -hmm. see the probe droid inside, and you can display it. I'm not going to throw out this box. Mm-mm. I'm not going to throw out this plastic. It's uh, it's staying it's staying with me. 
um, I'm displaying it. And I think, um, like, like Paul said, I think this is the wrong market to, uh, to, to drop the plastic, uh, window altogether because, you know, that's probably one of the biggest reasons that we, we love, you know, purchasing the, uh, the black series. Cause they're, they're nicely, you know, encased in the plastic window. You can see them, you can display them, you can hang them up or put them on a desk, whatever, um, without taking the, uh, the, you know, the, the packaging away. And like I said, nine times out of 10, the packaging is, is quite elegant. You've got a night, some nice die cut around the, the figure. You've got the image of the figure on, on the box. You know, we, we don't throw that stuff out. Um, but, you know, there are dangers of unscrupulous uh, toy manufacturers that maybe they want to put in a uh, headless Cobra Commander in the uh, <laughs> Star Wars packaging. And then when you get it at home, it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, but uh, luckily, I, I haven't uh, experienced that. But then again, I'm, I, I will definitely not buy an action figure that I can't see the figure through the window. I, I I just I won't do it. What about you guys, Paul? Daniel, what do you what do you think? Well, you know, it's 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 weird because I, when I first started collecting the the Black Series, I told myself that I wasn't going to start trying to be a completist with it, and well, that didn't work out real well. Um, <laughs> I saw where that was going. Yeah, and and I'm still I'm still working on on some of the older ones, but on the newer ones, I I was like, oh, these like really look cool. Um, now these still have the plastic fronts to them. But the artwork on the sides where they did the uh, the kind of the weird the cut there to make a mural exactly, and um, I was I was like oh, that's really cool to display them like that because I'm I'm dealing with real estate here I don't have much left real estate wise <laughs> yeah. in my Star Wars <laughs> so I'm, I have to come up with a creative way to display my figures and well, lo and behold that's a very creative way to do it sure. Um, now, they're starting to do that, but you know, with the the, the boxed in figures, with the mum, mummified with the mummified figures, um, I don't really open. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really open my my figures. I mean, I open some, um, but I really don't open a lot of them. So, I mean, there very well could be a wrapped up mummy inside of a mummy inside of one of my cases over here, but that I don't. Yeah. I have no idea. But the 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 you know. I like some of the newer figures. If 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 they continue down the line, I mean, the new Ahsoka line that just came out, um, it still has the plastic in the front. Now, I don't know what I, I don't know which figures are, that they. I guess I don't know when they're actually starting. If there's a drop dead mark for that um, for them doing the plastic and stopping the plastic altogether, because some of the newer figures that are coming out have the plastic. So I think they really pulled it sense. back, Daniel. Actually, they're like, never mind. We're not doing this anymore. That's that's why oh. you're seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So well, yeah. maybe they're learning. Yeah, they they yeah. actually listened to us for once. We won. They did. Yeah. Yeah, they actually said, you know what, never mind. I mean, and I'm not trying to be hypocritical here, Ro, but I mean, the, the whole pro product is plastic, and this is not the group of people that are throwing stuff away. So I think they, and they never did it for the vintage collection because they knew us guys that were collecting the oh, vintage yeah. collection sure. were, oh, yeah. they weren't, yeah, the bubbles weren't going in the garbage for goodness sakes. So that's why you're seeing that, Daniel. I'm, they just said, never mind, and they've gone back to doing it the way they were doing it. That's yeah. great. Great to, great to hear. Take these small victories when we can. 
right? All right. I want to ask you guys, um, what is your favorite original vintage figure and or playset or ship? Paul, I'm going to start with you on this one. Oh, this is easy. So my original vintage figure, Ro, come on, man. This is why you have me back. <laughs> Imperial guy, that Star Wars Stormtrooper, when he busted through the Tantive Four, and when they put him on that original card with the two Stormtroopers, man, I had a ton of those when I was a kid. That's my That's my favorite original figure. That's my favorite repack figure. It's my favorite Black Series figure when they come out with them, even though I don't collect Black Series Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper. Look at my, yeah, see, there you go, dog. That's why, that's why. See, look at you guys. I'm, I'm amongst my people. This is where I need to be. For those of you that can't see, I got Stormtroopers all on the screen in front of me. Big Stormtrooper Storm fan. Stormtroopers up the scuttlebutt. Exactly. Bunch of damn fascists, but that, that's not why we like them. We like them because they're cool looking okay everybody relax um, relax that's true everybody relax play shipper vehicle <laughs> when i was a kid each one of us because we were poor growing up each one of us got one thing so one person got the millennium falcon one oh, person cool. got this one person got that i got a tie fighter come on man come <laughs> on man nice. yeah vintage nice, tie fighter when you push the little button and the wings the came wings off, off yeah, yeah come on the wangs depending on where you're from in the country they were wings right. or wangs yeah absolutely those are my two stormtroopers the stormtrooper flew the uh the, the tie fighter because i didn't have the pilot so yeah those are my two favorites dog oh boy i bet daniel's about to bust out some cool stuff right now <laughs> well paul you uh you definitely stuck to the landing on 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 that but let's see what paul's got paul's got there you go the oh, that's daniel daniel's got yeah daniel's daniel. got uh, the yeah. uh, oh my goodness he's got the box and everything i am amongst my people this is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So uh, I guess that is the answer to the that question for Daniel. <laughs> I love it when he gets up to Rogue. For those of you who can't know, see, right, right. it takes him like 14, 15 steps to get to the back of that warehouse he's in right there. God. <laughs> what about your uh, vintage action figure? What do you got, Daniel? Um, favorite vintage action figure. And here we go again. Yeah, yeah, let me, let me just go get it. Let me just go get it. Yeah, I know this guy. Show off. I love this guy. I'm jealous. Hate him. I love him at the same time. Oh, my goodness. He's got it in case yeah. and everything. Is that graded, Daniel? Or just in uh, case? Yeah. It oh, is? no, it's graded. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie. R2-D2 is really cool. Did not expect to see you pull R2-D2 graded, though, but that's still cool. Nice. Why R2-D2? Um, because I always thought, you know, okay, and actually R2-D2 was not my favorite, you know, growing up. It was actually, um, of all things, it was Darth Vader. I have no idea. I was, I was really into Darth Vader. When I saw him on the screen when I was five years old, I was, I was hooked. I was, I, I had, I was just completely hooked. And, um, but as the years went by and there were, you know, we had that, I always call it the uh, the dark times of Star Wars fandom. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the 16 years between Jedi and Phantom Menace, where we, where we didn't have anything but the EU. Um, I started reading some EU, and then I started looking in, you know, just thinking about Star Wars in general. And it's like R2 was there throughout everything. 
And even in the EU, they kind of did, they did that. But then when the prequels came out, it like it solidified yeah. exactly <laughs> where I felt about this, you know, about R2 and the character and everything. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is the, this is my favorite one. So, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I would love to have a complete a complete set of graded 12 backs. But no, um, this is uh, that's 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 my favorite figure right there. Well, that thing's beautiful, yeah. Daniel. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Guys, before we wrap up, I got one last question. Um, As collectors, do you guys have anything on your bucket list? I know we've been talking about wish, wishing uh, for, uh, you know, us to hit the lottery for for us to kind of fulfill some of our uh, items on the bucket list. But, uh, Paul, I know you are a collector of actual buckets. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, uh, what uh, what's on your bucket list of buckets? <laughs> okay, so really fast, I have a three tiered bucket list. I get asked this question a lot. Here's where it is: if I could get an actual screen used stormtrooper helmet, I would literally, you know, commit Harry Carey the next day because that would be the end of my life. I would be good. I know, not going to happen. Number two, an original stormtrooper figure from back in 1978 on card. Either graded or not graded, kind of like what uh, Daniel just showed us. That would be great. Number three bucket, the newest Star Wars vintage collection Stormtrooper that we got on card graded at a high grade. So, you know, there's never going to happen, probably not going to happen, might happen. Those are my three buckets. Very nice. Very wow. nice. Um, yeah. Head on over to uh, Shepperton Studios and see if you can uh, hang out <laughs> outside and yeah. maybe, maybe you can talk to somebody out there. I'll have to bring an entire special ops team with me to get one of those helmets out of there, bro. <laughs> Daniel, what about you? Bucket list. Um, okay. Another warehouse. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four times actually, more display space. Yeah. Actually, 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 um, uh, funny that you nice. say, um, I'm, um, I'm, I, we have a games. We have a game room upstairs above the garage, and uh, it's going to be 2.0. It's oh I'm turning it into this because I have just I have almost enough like what you're seeing around me in the closet in there that hasn't been unpacked. Oh, good lord! So and and I'm build and I'm building a diorama that's going to be it's it's a life size diorama, and um, I have an old Ruby's. Um, uh, Darth Vader uh, costume that I have on a mannequin in there. And I actually have a mannequin upstairs and I'm going to do an entire diorama with, with a, with a Vader holding a lightsaber. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Quick quick interruption, Ro. I apologize. Daniel, when you get this done, are you selling tickets and how do I get on the wait list? I want to see. And and another side note, I'm glad I know you guys are collectibles because hearing a 50 or so year old man say, I have a mannequin upstairs is kind of alarming. (laughs) What kind of weirdo puts mannequins in his house? I mean, right? Come on. That's just silly. (laughs) Anyway. It scared the shit out of my wife. I it was hilarious. <laughs> I have another you can't even see on camera right here. But yeah, sorry, go, bro. That's too funny. Well, you know, you guys know uh, I'm uh, from Chicago, and we almost got the uh, Lucasfilm uh, Museum of Narrative Arts if it weren't for a couple of uh, goofy uh, activists that uh, blocked that uh, mm-hmm. that that move, unfortunately. Um, but um, you know, the old Michael. 
Jordan Steakhouse is a three level uh, building here uh, in downtown Chicago on LaSalle Avenue. Uh, I'm looking for investors. I think we can uh, all pool together and uh, each one of us could have a, a floor uh, of our own collectibles and charge admission. So uh, right. after we're done, I'll, uh, I'll take down your information. We can get that started. I'm actually PayPaling you right now, Ro. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hey friends, just a quick reminder, if you enjoy our content and don't want to commit to a Patreon tier, you can show your love in other ways. Oh yeah. Of course, you can take advantage of our merchandise store at TeePublic, where we've got cool designs from all across the Red 5 network. Look for sale announcements and save up to 30 to 35% on all our merchandise. Oh, nice. And there's also a very convenient way to help support the channel. As you know, coffee is our friend. It keeps us going. You can show your appreciation by heading over to buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Any amount starting at five bucks, a one-time treat for us to help with all the stuff it takes to maintain the quality you deserve. And remember, it's always sunny on Scarif. And that's the Scuttlebutt. And pass the cream, please. You know, talking about collectibles, we can probably go for another hour, but uh, it has been fun. Why don't you tell the folks where people can find you to say hello there, starting with Daniel. All right. Well, mine's pretty simple. I'm just basically on the Twitter and it's it is the Twitter. And that's basically where I, I, I am. I'm, I'm really new to this. Uh, I appreciate, appreciate Ro for uh, you know having me on this. Uh, it's been I've had a great time and uh, thanks a lot. Absolutely. Paul, how about you? Yeah, I want to echo what Daniel said, Ro. I um, am just absolutely flattered to be here, but I'm a humble YouTuber. I do it as a hobby. If you just type Paul's Collectibles into YouTube or on Twitter, Paul Collects, if you can see the link in what Ro put on uh, Twitter, that's where you can find me. Helmet videos, collection videos, and I do a smattering of other stuff. I, I actually customize some helmets and stuff like that. Love to hear the comments, love to get the feedback. So if you want to drop by and subscribe and hang out, that'd be great. That is awesome. And uh, I am your friendly neighborhood row here on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I want to thank my uh, guest, Daniel Paul, for joining me on this uh, episode 177 of the show. We talked about collectibles. If you just tuned in, hit the rewind button and uh, check out our conversation. If you want uh, more um, Red 5 Network family of podcasts, uh, hit us in the bio link. That's uh, bio.link slash red5. And uh, you can choose and pick your poison there. But if you guys have your own special collectible and wanted to share it with us, give us a call on the Scare Scuttlebutt hotline. That's 773-234-8659. And tell us about your collectible. Until next time, this is Ro. That's Daniel and Paul. And that's the scuttlebutt. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>